0: Welcome back to His Light in Life. So we were talking last time and we were talking about sovereignty and birthplace as origins of citizenship. Now, when you think about God and you think about His plan and His ultimate intention, like any great master builder, He had a blueprint. He had an initial blueprint and that blueprint was for the house, the structure that He was going to build. And we see very clearly that he intended to build it in two dimensions. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we see the two dimensions. We see Jesus now in two dimensions. He is a physical body, a glorified physical body, but he dwells in heaven. So he has access to earth, to the earth. He can come here. He's been given the all authority, power, and authority has been given unto him, both in heaven and earth. He can come here anytime. He's going to come back and set up a kingdom. I mean, an actual the manifestation of the kingdom because he, he owns the earth and he has authority of the earth, but he's going to be coming in the clouds. He's going to be bringing citizens or people who've died and have gone to heaven already. They're going to be coming with him and they're going to live on the earth. And the reason for that is because we're dual citizens. Now here's the challenge. We don't become dual citizens when we die. We are dual citizens now. That's important. That is very important. And we can see examples in the Bible, in the Old Testament, where God gave that revelation to and they functioned and operated on those two dimensions. I want to read a portion right here, a portion of scripture. This is in... um, this is in 1 Peter two eleven and 12. He says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. And Romans 12, one two says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that's in Romans 12, 1, 2. So when we're talking about citizens, and we're talking about in the context of God's sovereignty, and we're using it as an example, colonization, how that has happened in the past, you can see God's intention in colonizing the earth. And that colonization has already begun that colonization has been going on for a very long time but you see where okay i'm going to i'm going to make it simpler if a, a let's say a country decides that they're going to they're going to explore and this happened very clearly and they come across a civilization and in that civilization they decide that okay we're going to make this we're going to trade with this civilization we're going to interact with them we're going to have a relationship with them and they're going to become colonized. They're going to become a colony of our country. Well, there's a, there's, you know, he says here in Romans 12, he says, you know, that you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a renewing of the mind that would have to happen. I mean, let's say they spoke a different language, let's say they dressed a different way. I remember a great minister talking about that how they when they went to school when he was young they dressed like they had a they had a school uniform that was given to them and it was brought over from the country that had colonized them and the little children and they had names magistrates and a bunch of different people in different roles and positions that were exact duplicates replicas you know replacements examples of the co- the country that colonized them so, in, in reality, they were an extension. They were an extension of something. Right? They were an extension of the country that colonized them. They took, upon it, they took upon themselves the practices and the customs and the language and different aspects of the colonizing country. That's a brilliant example of what Paul's talking about. These people understood it very much when they heard it. It was not a mystery to them. The letter to the Romans, the Romans in, in reality had basically done this to a large extent more than anyone maybe past, present, or future. They advanced into different areas and they and they made, you know, they they colonized. They they expanded the, you know, the the, the realm of Rome. These people that Paul's talking about understood what he was talking about. I think for, to a large extent, the early church did some of the great things they did, because they had basically they understood the language of the Bible. And I don't mean, you know, the, 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 just the, the codex of the Bible. they understood how it related in, in real time to the dimensions that they were a part of, the, the world that they inhabited. It was very clearly a connection of that. an extension of that. They understood full well. The challenge that the believer has is the challenge is that is the believer is trying to take his earthly citizenship and elevate it. I'm gonna say that again. The, the most believers are trying to take their earthly citizenship and elevate it. Take it to heaven. They're trying to. They read this verse that says, you know, that it says, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship, that you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the idea there is this earthly behavior as elevated to the realm of the heavenly behavior you have this, you know, a small area that's being colonized and it's like they just sort of throw them a book and they say okay, here. So these are some pictures and some examples and some codex and some writings from the colony, from the country that we're from. You guys take it and work it out and come up with ideas and figure out how you can become colonized. You know? A sort of a self-colonization. You know? Okay, so this is uh you know it's like a how-to book. It's like a description. It's like a it's like a it's like you know you buy some product and you open it up and it's you know 150 pieces. I just oh I I I, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> the more assembly that's required Oh, the more the eyes roll back in my head, I look around for one of my boys. I (laughs) I laugh because I'm sitting right beside something. It was in the box for, I can do it. I just don't like doing it. (laughs) I sat in this box. I was sitting here for a couple of weeks, you know, and it came and it's like, it's like 50 different pieces in there. And I'm like, oh. And so my son was by on the weekend. My son was over on the weekend, and I said, Oh, hey, and here, Michael. <laughs> well, that's all, he loves doing this stuff. It's here, here. Do you want it? Oh, yeah, sure, Dad. No problem at all. <laughs> and he put it all together, handed me the finished product. I'm like, That's good. That's great. Good job. Thank you very much. Well, God didn't do that. He didn't, you know, He didn't, it's like, Oh, okay. So. You know, uh, I'm awesome. I'm perfect. I'm everything, and I'm going to descend down the. You know, you got a bunch of parts. Now your parts are broken. It's a. You know, it's a, it's a, a mind and a will and emotion that have been completely hammered by sin, that have been inherited in a flawed state from our, from Adam, who led everything into ruin, who. <laughs> who gave an access point to the law of sin and death that is just dragging everything into the pit. And, uh, oh yeah, here, by the way, he throws down a a manual and says, okay, here, fix yourself. (laughs) Magic. I, I laugh. I laugh, but there's a mixture of tears and brokenhearted in there because that's religion. That's exactly what religion is. Religion, it's uh, you standing there in your broken life and um, an individual or a book, you know, an individual throwing words at you or some culture throwing a book at you and saying, here, have at it, fix yourself. This is the code book here. So off you go. This is the, the instruction manual on how you're to put your life back together. That's not what it... That's not Christianity. It's not Christianity at all. That's not Christianity at all. Christianity is a takeover. God, in his sovereignty before the foundations of the world, had a plan. And that plan is awesome. And that plan is brilliant. And that plan is perfect. And that plan works. I touched on sovereignty. Sovereign, a sovereign is somebody who's in total control. They can do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, to whomever they want, for whatever reason they want. That's sovereign. Sovereign means total control. That means sovereign. It means over top of. It means in charge of. It means all things, you know, the buck stops here. I decide. It's an initiator. The person who's sovereign initiates. Everyone stands around the king. In the old days, the king would be sovereign, and they would bring to him information. And everybody there, everybody involved, would tell him the information, and then they would stand there and wait. And they would wait until what the king decreed. And what he decreed, end of story. End of story. It's not like the president of the United States. The president of the United States is not sovereign. He can't he's not a king. He can't just do whatever he wants to do. The United States has three branches of government for a reason. That means it is there's positions for each of those branches. Not one is sovereign over the others. They did that to prevent the idea of a king again. God is the king of the earth. He's the king of the universe. It's his creation. He does with his creation exactly how he wants to. He put Adam in the garden in a stewardship role over his creation. Somebody to take care of it. That's what it means. He put him in the garden to take care of it, to tend it. As a gardener, as an employee. And there was a condition. His payment, you can have any of the fruit. Any fruit you want. Anything that grows in here, you can have it. That's your payment. There's a condition, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the center of the garden. It's mine. From it, you can't eat. On the day that you do eat, you'll be separate from me. You'll be cut off from me. That's the consequences. That's, that's what happens if you violate your role as a steward. Your payment, whatever you want. The condition, don't eat from that. He's sovereign and see, and, and, and the challenge is he, he is by and large, I'm not going to chase this, (laughs) I'm not, I want to, but I'm not, um, (laughs) his, by and large in this world as you know it right now, he's passive He's passive he exercised see his sovereignty the believer it gets confused because he's like, well if God's sovereign, why is he allowing this to happen to me why am I going through this what well, this is horrible why did he let this happen God you know well, why if something horrible happens this first thing but God why why because they feel As though he is is sovereignty. The idea of God being in charge of everything. If there's a God, he's in charge of everything. Even the non-believer has no problem with that. The problem is they have a hard time understanding why he doesn't do things that he doesn't do. Why he doesn't stop evil. Why he doesn't stop this. Why he doesn't intervene here. Why this, that, and the other. Well... Those, the this, that, and the others, is the outlying, is the is the outplaying consequences of Adam's transgression. He transferred that death to every single person in his lineage. God is not responsible for that. He could have walked. You have to understand that. I'm going to go off on a little bit here. He could have walked when Adam rebelled. He could have walked and went off and, and and created a million more Earths, started over. He was under no obligation at all to this earth or to Adam when Adam transgressed. Nothing. He could have walked. He could have. It's important that you know that. And... Too long and complicated to explain the ramification. So, keeping it on topic, his plan of colonizing the earth or his plan of being, having beings that are dimensional, two dimensional in the sense that living in two dimensions, a spiritual dimension and a material dimension, he continued on with his plan. But his continuation of his plan. Required huge infusions of his grace, specific grace, specific appointments, specific plans that were put into place, culminating with the revelation of the birth of his son, the life of his son, the, 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 the act of honoring of his son on, on, in obedience to him, dying on a cross, shedding his blood, and taking upon himself the penalty of those whom were called and whom were chosen in God's sovereignty before the foundations of the world that has to happen now now here's here's when god exercised his sovereignty he did it before there was anything so we see his interactions we see his inter he 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 moves from the transcendent into the immediate into the into the imminent when you see situations that he chose in his sovereignty before the foundations of the world to involve himself in. But a large portion portion of it, he's still sovereign, but he chose to allow it. He chose to allow it to continue. He chose it to allow it to go to a certain point. So you can look through history, and you can see on a large scale things that he very clearly intervened in, in world history, and very clearly stopped them. And you can look at your own Christian life, if you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, and you can see things that he, people he took into out of your life, relationships, moved you, could be an employment, could be a job. Could have been something, and then you moved, you moved to another city, and then you find out six months later, holy smokes, the plant that you were at is totally closed down. Well, that's why God moved me. So I'm not trying to say that he doesn't do he massively is involved in the, his children's life. But he is not in 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 charge of every single action that you make. You can pick up a tennis ball and go down, to a ten- go down to the side of a school and start banging the tennis ball. God didn't make you do that, but he saw you do that before the foundations of the world and chose not to involve himself. Still sovereign. People get confused about his sovereignty, not in the fact that he is sovereign. That's easy to understand. Once they do understand that, then they have a hard time with why he allows so many things that he does allow. The challenge with sovereignty for the believer is they do not understand that his sov- he, he made his sovereign decisions, he exercised, he was active with his sovereignty before he made anything. It does not mean that everything that happened was his direction, was under his power, was under his control. It was under his sovereignty. He saw it occur and allowed it to happen. He saw Adam and Eve rebel against him, but chose to create them anyway. He saw them rebel but ch- and chose not to stop it. He could have, very easily could have. He could have sent 50 angels to come to, to when, when Satan was tempting Eve, could have sent 50 angels and said to Eve, don't take it. He's a liar. He's the devil and, and explained his history. He didn't, right? So when you look at it, you look at, we look at this, now we look at citizenship and we look at it from the earth up, you know, called that having a, a earthly, a man centered view we start with ourselves and we look up so we read Romans 12:1 it says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is a reasonable act of worship and that you be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds that you may prove what is the good acceptable and perfect will of God and we say okay so that's a codex, how-to direction from God to us in a book, and now we're to take ourselves our broken, ruined lives, and with the power of the Holy Spirit and with the you know all these with these things we attribute, and we're now supposed to elevate ourselves or move ourselves towards achievement of that. And as I replay, a colonized country was not responsible for the self-development colonization of itself the country being colonized didn't have to make itself into the country that had sent that had colonized it the country that is colonized has to receive from the colonizing country the practices the political structure systems ways of doing things, manners, language, all of these other things that involve, in a society, the societal practices and customs, they had to adopt them. Not generate them, but adopt them. Right? Adopt them. And that's why that... beseech you based upon, because of the mercies of God. Now, that ver- word there is powerful. Um, but it, it encompasses Christ's coming, Christ's death, your rebirth, all of the things, because of the mercies of God. You're now what? You're now to accept colonization. You're to accept it. You're to present your body as a living sacrifice. Right? And then that a colonization will occur in you. And in this case, it's citizenship. Because the citizenship of heaven is already inside of you. The newborn spirit that's inside of the believer is from heaven. It has, an, it has a heavenly citizenship. It has a heavenly birth certificate. Because it was born in heaven. When you're born again, you're bo- so you take on the citizenship of the country and the nation where you were born. The believer, when they're born again, they're born again in heaven. That means, that doesn't mean they physically go there, it means that the spirit that's inside of them came from there. Now, at that point, you're a dual citizen. Every country that was colonized was a dual citizen. They have the original citizenship of the country that they were born in, and then they can take on the citizenship of the country that colonized them. This is vital because believers get caught between two worlds. They're not actually citizens of the earth anymore. They feel a disconnect. They're not of any real value here. They believe that this world is doomed and there's a world to come, so they have a hands-off view to it, so they don't involve themselves in certain aspects of it. And the other side of the coin is they're overly active in the things of it. They become very political. They become very involved in the earthbound life that they have, and they defer their heavenly citizenship as almost like a ticket or a passport that you'll need when you go into heaven. It's a distant, it's a future component to their lives. It's not a present component to their lives. It's not a here and now component to their lives. And that's a, that's a grave mistake. And we're going to start talking and we'll tie this up in the next podcast. I want to thank you for joining me on His Light and Life. And we'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.